Rolling over hills, winding round the trail Comes the signal of that old radio Searching with the dial, fingers trekking for miles They'll settle in the valley that they know From Opal City, this is Opal City Radio Good evening, Obel City listeners. It's 6.32 p.m. 6.6.2016. My name is Lord Michael Sanders, and along with me is your other host, Emily. Yes, good evening, friends. Yes, pip, pip, Emily. How are, how are you today, Hiram? Splendid. Yes, quite lovely weather we've been having. Not, not, Let- not really, sir. Well, it is London, I suppose. Not here in the southeast, (laughs) sir. I suppose we'll take a simple shortcut through this alley. No, that's where murderers lurk, lurk, sir. I say, uh, that that woman, is she sleeping in the street? (laughs) No, she's probably dead. Probably cut apart, too. (laughs) I liked your little playlet there, friend. (laughs) Yes, I was talking like an idiot because (laughs) we... (laughs) Uh, are continuing Crime Month with one of the greatest unsolved crimes of all time, and that is the crime of Jack the Ripper. The, the killings that that terrorized London, and of course there was a comic written about this by the by the incomparable Alan Moore. Yes, uh, Alan um, Moore. Yes, and it, it is entitled "From Hell." From Hell. Yes. Um. A fantastic graphic novel. Uh, it has been a hot minute since I read it first. I, I think I read this probably when I was uh, maybe like 22 or 23. So, like, so, it's only been like two or three years. Yeah, it's it been like a month ago, bro. <laughs> bro all right, bro. No, it's been a long time <laughs> since I read comic. I forgot a lot about it. Um, it it deals with uh, a very popular conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, about how the how they the killings took place and and why why did they why take place? I don't I don't know yeah um I've actually never read from hell it's a fantastic it's book. real oh, fucking good um I saw the terrible movie ugh, about a so bad. thousand years ago yeah um and yeah as I was reading the comic I'm like wow you you guys who did the screenplay and produced that movie were Jack the Ripper to yeah. the novel front because you just removed all like the important bits yeah every they literally removed everything and added a half-baked johnny depp like, yeah. to the, like alan moore must have ignited in a fireball of rage that could be detected on any sort of sensitive I... equipment for for hundreds of miles yeah i'm sorry mr moore that hollywood men keep like butchering your stories it's, you know, I mean, when you you can't say influence in comics without bringing up Alan Moore. It's and true. and it's easy, it's very easy to make fun of Alan Moore, to poke fun yeah, at him. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that earlier today, to, too. To have a laugh at yeah. Alan Moore. Um, I mean, the man, he, he's a self-styled sorcerer. He worships uh, a Roman snake god that was, like, discredited as a puppet. Yep. But he still worships him because he don't give a yeah. fuck. Are you going to tell Alan Moore not to? <laughs> Certainly God. not. He wears like he wears those finger the claw yeah. jewelry. Mm, no, yeah, he'll poke out your eyes with those right quick, mate. <laughs> Stitch that. <laughs> like real back blinded. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it, it's very easy to to look at Alan Moore and then say he is an insane homeless person, <laughs> which is partially true. Maybe. But but behind that that ragged facade, the man is a genius. No, he's a real. I mean, real good writer. Like, there's a reason. Yeah. I mean, Watchmen. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about like the best of the best comics, yeah. when you make your list, it's Watchmen. Yeah. And then and then you fight about everything else. Yeah. Well, th- the thing is, like, I mean, even to this day, DC is is struggling to try to ruin Watchmen more mm-hmm. by re-including it into their mainstream, as we talked about, you know, yeah. a little while ago. Yeah. I don't know why they hate Mr. Moore as much as they do, but... Well, I mean, even even his Swamp Thing run is amazing. Yeah, it's mad props, by the way, to Dan Swanson for 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 he was like, read this, and I was like, Alan Moore, who is this? A crazy wizard? And I was like, oh my god, he is a wizard. He is a crazy wizard. But yes, but yes, from hell is his and um, artist Eddie Campbell's yes. uh, Jack the Ripper story. This was a self published deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, small press. The book is huge, by the way. Yeah. It's like almost yeah. 600 damn pages. It's it's a very, very long book. It's, it's true. But, oh my God, it's so good. Um, What it pretty much does is it takes... Okay, back in the 70s, yeah. uh, there was this man, Stephen Knight, who wrote a book called Jack the Ripper, The Final Solution. And right. in it, he was the first one to really suggest this whole conspiracy that Jack the Ripper was actually... It's crime perpetrated by freemasons and the royal family Uh uh-huh and i'd love to believe that you know (laughs) and he got this idea because it came from a story by a man named joseph sickert who claimed to be the illegitimate son of walter sickert who was an artist who was friends with prince albert victor who Uh was victoria's grandson yeah this has all been discredited by the way i mean joseph was a crackpot you know, this has been totally discarded by historians. They're yeah. like, no, this did not actually happen. What Alan Moore did was he took that and he's like, but that's not interesting enough. <laughs> it's true. It's not interesting enough that the Queen's can... surgeon yeah. was tasked by the Queen herself. Right, to cover up the infidelity of her grandson. Yeah, by killing these five women. By slaying women, yeah. You know, that's not interesting enough. You know what this needs? Ritual magic. It does need ritual, like, ritual magic, and, like, it needs, like, two... You know how uh, Raisin Bran has two scoops of raisin? Yes. He was like, I'm going to include two scoops of fucking crazy into this. I, yeah, we need ritual magic. We need, like... A ton of crazy. We need, like, let's talk about, like, the fourth dimension. What is time? Oh, let's make, like, time and place, like, living, breathing characters. And let's put, and let's just shake it all up. And then we'll see what we have. Oh, hey, it's from now. And then we'll shake it all up, mix it all up, and then, yeah, explode it all over a table and there you go yes out and then he was like blimey it's from hell you know so uh, yes that is that is the general gist of yes oh from hell is that yes victoria's grandson uh had an indiscretion with the shopkeeper girl annie yes uh got her pregnant married this girl yeah (laughs) and like everyone's like 
Eddie, you can't do Eddie. Exactly. You can't do this. And he's like, watch me, mate. Yeah. And he, he, he do it. And that's, that's really bad for, for royalty. Yeah. And then of course this all comes out. Victoria finds out about it. You know, they speared him away. The girl had no idea. She just knew him as Eddie. He right. Was, you know. Oh. Yeah. They, he, he was introduced as like a friend of a friend. Yeah. And it's like, this is Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Here's my pal. Visit it. He was also super creepy in that scene, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> lady, why did you fall for that? I, I don't know. And like... the conspiracy theory goes that. So when she has the baby. Victoria's yeah. like, all right. Well, we can't have this. We can't have this this girl running around. We can't have this bastard running around. Um, the yeah. kid is taken by the girl's friends, you know, kind of passed around. The girl right. is taken by Victoria's personal surgeon, Doctor William Gull. Yes, he locks her up in an um, an asylum. Yeah, and then he essentially like lobotomizes yeah, he lobotomizes her. her. Um, yeah. Because it's like, well, even if she does start saying that she was married. Like, yeah, she's a mad woman. Yeah, she, Who would believe exactly. her? But then the problem comes in when they're like, all right, well, we think that's it. Washed our hands of it. Okay, no more. Problem right. comes in when a group of five prostitutes who knew the girl are hard up for money because this gang is blackmailing them. They're like, hey, yeah. we need money or we're going to like fuck you all right up. It's, it's more extortion than blackmail. This is true. Um, <laughs> and they're like, well, crap. Nope. Yeah, we need to get some money. You don't make a lot of money being a prostitute in Whitechapel. Just yeah. saying. And they're like, how are we going to come up with this money? You know, they've already killed one of these other girls that we know. What are we going to do? And one of the girls is like, wait a minute. I know a way that we can make money. So she writes to this guy that she knows, uh, Walter Sigurd, right. who's an artist. Yeah who's been seeing these prostitutes, who's been painting yeah. them, who is friends with Prince Albert, and it's pretty much like, hey, give us money, or we're going to tell what we know about the prince and Annie Crook. Right, because they've been kind of passing the babby around. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, shit, I don't have that money. Like, what, what do? Yeah. This gets back out to the queen. Through, like, just connections. And, and we are not amused. Yeah, we are not amused. That's when yeah. she enlists Gull to take... She's like, Gull, you a crazy motherfucker, right? <laughs> and he's like, word, yo, I'm, I'm bout it, bout it. And she says, all right, I need you to kill five prostitutes. Yes, she's like, take care of this. Yeah. Like, this can't get out. Take care of it immediately. Right. So he's like, done and done. By the way, I have an insane plot that I'm. Yeah. By the way, into this. I am a fucking crazy person. Like, right. oh my god. Yeah. So he's so cray. He's so cray. So yeah. So it's do that, and part of the conspiracy is that the police are complicit in it because he informs right. them. He's like, look, for the next oh, I don't know, three months. You should maybe look the other way well, when it comes to Whitechapel. Yeah, you're going like, to see, there's going to be five girls. Or no, because it was originally four girls because they didn't realize about the fifth. It's like, no, but I'm right. going to kill these girls. And eh, I need you to not interfere and have yeah, exactly. Don't ask your, your adorable little questions. You know, don't worry your pretty little heads about it. Right. So 
you know, they do it. You know, he kills these girls. Um, ropes more people into the conspiracy. We get to the end. Because uh, we're going to talk about, like, the crazy, crazy in a minute. Oh, yeah. We're, we're only... This is just, like, we're just showing you guys, like... The basic conspiracy. The, the crust of this. Yeah, we're going to, like, the basic, dig And then we'll show you this. what Alan Moore added into this. Yes. So then it continues that... <clears throat> well, okay, so after Gull... Uh, he kills the girls. Right. He winds up confessing. <laughs> which I I don't know. I think this is this is maybe one of Alan Moore's additions, which is hilarious because fight like you know the, the head detective, and a yeah. fake psychic who fingered gold just because he was an ass. <laughs> and then he's like, I know how to get you. And then he confesses, and they're like, Oh shit! Oh, oh <laughs> damn it! I'm right. Yeah. Um. And they're like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? Because, by the way, Gull is a Freemason. Yeah. And that's where you yeah, a very influential person. Freemasons in the royal family. The Freemasons. You guys know about the Masons. You know about the chemtrails. I don't have to. Oh, we don't me. have to. T- 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 hush, hush. So they're like, well, I know. We'll just pin it on some poor slob. Who yes. just happens to kill himself. And they're about bring an end to all these murders. <laughs> right. A neat, nice, neat little package. You know, wipe our hands of it. Um. We'll just throw Gull in, again into an asylum. Yeah. Lobotomize him. Nobody's going to believe who he is. We'll give him a fake name. We'll do a fake funeral. And right. say that he died. And then when he dies, like, for reals, whatever, he'll go into, like, a mass grave. Yeah, we'll just, like, we'll put him in the burner or you something know, and he'll go away. Yeah. Who cares? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's your basic conspiracy. Yeah. Is that, yeah, so you had, you know, a bunch of Freemasons who were co-conspirators, and it was all in the name of protecting the the royal family, protecting Victoria, protecting her idiot grandson. Indeed. Now. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> let's get to the fun parts of Yeah, the yeah, tale. yeah. Enough. Enough of these facts, Emily. And these aren't even It's facts. time to be, become loose cannons. So... Where it gets fun is, yes, Gull is in, uh, completely insane. Yes. Um, he had a stroke yeah. at one point, and he saw God. Yeah, but but not just regular no, he God. Saw, he saw Freemason yeah, I would God? I say he saw Freemason God. Like, I, I thought for a... It's not Jehoshaphat, that, but that would be hilarious <laughs> if it was. It's like Jehovah... It, it's kind of like a combination of... Uh, like it's like Jehovah Osiris, yeah, and and Baphomet, yeah, and yeah, Baal, and you know they're all Jehoshaphat, yeah, Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat. Not Jehoshaphat. But he I sees this great vision of God, who says, you know, William, I have this, you know, you are destined for great things, right? And, you know, and this is the recurring theme from his childhood of wanting to do something great and yes. being great and being more than just the son of a barge pusher. Right. Barge exactly. Or whatever. Also, his childhood, a little fucked up. You know what I really liked? Um, artistically, we yeah. don't see uh, Dr. Gull until yeah. he assumes the mantle of Jack the Ripper. That is absolutely true. That was something that I enjoyed as well. I, you always just see his hands. Yeah, it was always his hands. Yeah. The one time you do see him 
as a child sitting on the barge and it's just yeah. his back. And it's more, more or less just a silhouette. But yeah, it's right. always just his hands or he's standing like just off panel. And right, or it's shadow. dark and you don't see either either person talking. Yeah, you right. don't really see him until he accepts this, you know, this great duty from the queen and he steps out and he's in the, the hat, the heavy cloak, and steps yes. onto his the the carriage. Yes. And then he goes on this magical mystery tour of London with this Oh uh, yeah, where he murders prostitutes. You know, yeah. and that's when, when you first see William Gall face to face. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he has this crazy vision. So he's using, yes, he has this, This. you know, he's going to go kill these women to, you know, keep them from blackmailing. To save the good name. Save the good name. Of the queen. Yes. But that's also this cover for his personal mission. Which is batshit insane. Okay. William Gull yeah. makes like MRAs <laughs> look like benign little like yappy dogs. Yeah, he is like like his delusion <laughs> is so insane that I was like taken aback by it <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like I'm actually shocked at how fucking insane this dude is. Yeah, his whole thing is with the murder of these five women in very specific locations. A pentagram. Yeah, forms a pentagram. uh, Is going to usher in the birth of the 20th century. This is going to influence what the 20th century is. Mm-hmm. And it will forever cast women down, yeah, and ensure like men's, you know, rise in authority. Yeah, I'm not doing justice to how batshit insane. Well, this I mean, whole thing like, is. like, yeah, th- th- this is explained over many. His poor driver Netley, Net- I believe his poor name Netley. is. Yeah, um, Who, is yeah, he's an illiterate cab driver like right and basically he has the ill luck to be the guy that william gull is like you'll drive me around won't you netley you know know, it's like sure you'll have a place in masonic history yeah exactly totally cool you'll be a hero and he explains his insane theory Mm -hmm. over like pages and pages pages and pages pages. because they go through yeah, they're driving through London and they're going to all of these different... This is where the ritual magic starts coming in. Yes. Going to all these different sites around London and he's pointing out all this, like, architecture. Right. By a man named Hawksmoor. And he's right. like, you know, look at this church that he built. And, you know, the guy's like, no, Cora, blimey, that's not a proper church. Well, no, it's very much, it looks like an ancient pagan temple. Right, one in Greece of Diana, don't you see yet? Yeah, yeah, and then there's another church, and it's like, look at the steeple. And he's like, oh, that's not a proper steeple. And he's like, no, because it looks like the obelisk, you know. Right, and then he brings him to the obelisk, and he's like, you look, this Cleopatra's needle. Yeah, Cleopatra's you know, like, needle, and there's that little sphinx thing that London's got. Yeah, You know, and they drive to all these different places, and he's expounding on the history of the names of the streets and how important Mm -hmm. this history is. And this is where like 
the worship of the moon started and then men came and they cast it down. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Dr. Gull slash Alan Moore. Yeah. Dr. Gull is a crazy motherfucker. Insane. Yeah. So that's his secret plan that he has going right. on. He right. Because tell for the queen about that. Well, no. And I mean, he wouldn't because the queen is a woman. And she she holds power over the entire British Empire. It's very true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he's a high ranking Freemason. Right. Um. Got got to his position by like gumption and hard work. Yeah, yeah. Because we do we see his whole rise from his childhood up through becoming a doctor. You know, mm-hmm. being inducted into the Freemasons, killing small animals, killing small animals. Yes. And all that. So. Yeah, so he enlists Netley because he's like, look, I need somebody who knows, like, this lower class of people. He's like, right. I don't know from prostitutes. Like, yeah. I'm a fancy gentleman. Of course. That eats grapes out of an envelope. Well, the grapes are really expensive. And back then, they, they used to call them envelope grapes. Didn't they? Yes. I think you're making I, that up. No, no, I'm a Victorian historian. I, I see. That's the, in fact, why do you think that when I wrestled in Florida, they used to call me Mike, the Victorian historian sandwich? Oh, I, uh, well, it makes perfect yeah. sense now. Now it makes it all makes it sense. All... And, no, that's uh, none of that is true. Why are you lying to me? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break your heart with that lie, uh, but it's simply not true. Uh, so, so sad. Yes. So he does. He gets Netley and he's like, well, hey, dude, <clears throat> I need you to, to find these, these women for me. And like... Give him something like a scarf or a hat or whatever. Right, that's that'll make them easy to identify. Easy to identify, so that I can go and murder the shit out of them. And he's like, "Yes, okay, I guess." And I mean, in like when he's rambling on to Netley. Oh, poor Netley. Like, Netley is just kind of like, "All right." Like, I, I get it, I guess, mate. This all seems a little crazy, mate. Yeah, he gets you know? tummy and aches then, from it. Well, and then he shows him, like, you know, he brings him inside, uh, you know, the, the like, uh, a church, like, with the map. And then he, like, draws the... the oh, yeah, he makes him draw devil's the, pentagram, yeah, the pentagram. You know, yeah. And then, like, you know, the guy runs outside. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. This is, like, black magic. And he's like, no, no, it's... My destiny, it's for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah, because then the other lie that he tells is, uh, this is to stop an Illuminati plot right. against the queen. Now, this is kind of what he tells her when yeah. she starts to question. She's like, do you really need to be, like, dismembering these girls? Like, why are these killings so savage, Dr. Gollum's like, listen, there's, like, this plot against you. I need to make a statement. Yeah, look, this is what, what Illuminati savages will understand, you see. And she's like, oh, sounds legit, I guess. <laughs> it's like, we believe you, I guess. Like, <laughs> like, all right. We think that's legit. I mean, sounds good to me. To we. Oh, that's right, because it is the royal we. It's the queen. The royal we. Yes. So, we do. So, he goes, kills the first victim, Marianne Nichols. Right. Um, And she is, she's discovered almost right away. Um, yeah. And, of course, this sets off a panic. Because of before course, Marianne like... had been killed, there had been 
two other murders. Right. Um, so this is something that's been building and building. And then you have this one. And we bring in um, Inspector Frederick Aberline. Yes. Who is not a, uh, a, a like a opium addled. No. Absinthe drinking Dan, Johnny. Dan. Yeah, no. He's a dude who has mutton chops and a good mustache. He has a really great mustache. It's true. I like his mustache. Um, he is a former Pinkerton. Uh, yeah. He did work in White Whitechapel for 14 years. Finally got out. And he's like, thank God I got out. Did my time, got out. And they're like, that's what you think, mate. <laughs> yeah, Um. by the way, we could use some help because here. Because you know this shithole. Yeah. So come back and investigate these murders. And he's like, oh, yeah. Dope. Whitechapel, by the way, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. in Victorian England, Whitechapel was one of the worst places that you could yeah. be England. It was like the home of like the most destitute yeah. of the destitute. Yeah, it was it was real, real bad. It's also where the Cockney accent comes from. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, it comes around Whitechapel. Indeed, the bells of Whitechapel, I believe. That's like a like some sort of expression, if I remember it correctly. It sounds like something some Cockney person would say. Bells of Whitechapel. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Please, English. <laughs> you sound like you you sound like a, an aggressive baby. You need to settle down <laughs> and and like talk to me like like an adult, please. <laughs> Core blimey. Yes, you, there are too many bees in in this language that you speak. <laughs> so poor Inspector Aberline, he's brought in, and he's very like down to earth. Uh, yes, some of the more hilarious moments are like after there's been a couple of these murders, and like the the police chief is like, "No, we're gonna like do an experiment with like these bloodhounds, and they'll track the dude." And he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Or somebody in my else life. was like, well, if you like put powder in the room, you can get the killer's print, like his fingerprints. And yeah. he's like, that is the stupidest fucking thing. <laughs> like, do you see the mess we have? And you want me to make it an even bigger mess? No. Yeah. Come on. They're like, be professionals, guys. Like, now back to my hunches. With all of this. So, yeah, so it falls on him to investigate these crimes the murders the murders which of yes. course um this is all escalating if you don't know Jack the Ripper we have five canonical victims between yeah. August 31st and um uh, November 9th 1888 yeah. so, a lot of killings in, in that in that short time three period three months yeah you have yeah. five women who are killed in three months <clears throat> um you have people that are writing well they're getting letters right most of them are fake. Um, what, the first one they get, the, the Dear Boss letter, um, yeah. was written by newspaper men who were like, what? Right. You know, this is going to fall out of the paper because their first theory was leather apron. That was right. like this Jewish butcher. Right? Yes. This is, this is who's behind it. Well, they even, like, initially, Gull tries to kind of slide it onto them as well. Yeah. Because he wrote the the thing, the graffiti, the anti the anti semite graffiti yep, yep. that was found with, on the bloodied rag, mm-hmm. and you know he was like, oh, I'm trying to shift the blame over here. Yeah. yeah so but they, you know, he figures out like, no, that's not what it is, and then interest starts dripping or dripping, Jesus, dropping. Yeah. And yeah, newspaper dudes are like, well, like this is the only way this is going to sell papers is like we have to keep it 
in people's minds, we need to give them a good name. Right, so, so they write, let's invent some letters that we can send to the police. So they make this shit up, and it is the first one is the Dear Boss letter. And yeah. where it's, you know, oh, catch me if you can. And the next one, you know, I'll take her ears and, you know, Jack the Ripper. And it's like, oh, well, that does it, doesn't it? Yeah. Then they get, because um, the From Hell letter is the third letter. Because that's yeah. the one with the kidney. Yes. Um, well, that's that's the one that he oh, essentially. Oh, Saucy kicked. Jack. That's the second one. Yeah. And uh, the third one is, the you're right, is the kidney one. And that's the one that he. He basically dictates it to Netley, yeah, poor Netley has who who doesn't really know how to write very well. Yeah. And so it comes out all crazy. Yeah, it's all misspelled. Yeah. And he's like, it's all Cockney English. Yeah. And he's like, you know, do you know how to write a letter, Netley? And he's like, not really. And he's like, well, you have to start it with your location. And where are we? So it's yeah. from hell. And I'm like, oh, yes. Gold, well, that's yeah, because that's the whole thing. He was like, "Well, where are we?" And he's like, "We are in hell, Netley." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So, yeah. So as we have these murders that keep happening, of course, we know now. The police, you know, all like it's too many clues. Like there's too much. Like they just don't know what to do with it. Right. Um. Aberling comes into contact with a man named Robert James Lees. Mm-hmm. who is a self-styled uh, psychic. Yes. He's yes, he is. actually has gone to the Queen, because Victorian England, Victorian times. Yeah. Spiritualism was a big thing. Yeah, it was popping off. Yeah, because people wanted to speak with the dead. You know, so you had these people that came in, and they were like, oh, yes. Yeah, it's a very, very common uh, source of entertainment. There were no TVs back yeah. then, as you will. So what did you do? Oh, you got your, you know, the media and the spirit. Let's go to a seance. Yeah. Seance. So he does. He's, you know, the queen has engaged his services before to speak to her beloved husband, departed husband, Albert. Yes. Well. HRH forever. You know, Lee's is a fraud. (laughs) Of course. Yes. But he, yeah, first goes to Aberlene and he's like, hey, I'm a psychic. Maybe I can help. And Aberlene totally writes him off. Right. Well, like like you, like do. you do. I, I mean, Aberdeen is very. He 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 believes in the old school methods. Mm-hmm. It's deduction and interviews. Yep. yep. You know. So, but while he's at the palace, Lee's runs into Doctor Gull. Right. And he's like, "Oh, Doctor Gull, you know, it's very nice to meet you. You know, all this Gull is a complete ass." Yeah, where he's just like, ah, you are a charlatan, sir. I have not enjoyed our interaction. Yeah, and he just, leaves. Like, pushes past him. And yeah. Lee's is just like, that fuck. And he, like, stews in the carriage about it, which I like because they, they replayed Gulls's, uh his reaction. Like, it was, yes. like, three or four panels of just that. Yeah. And he's just stewing on it. And he's like, I know. I know what would get this guy. So he goes back to Aberlene. Well, no, he, first he follows Gull to find out where yes. he lives. Right. And then he goes to Aberlene again. And it's like, hey, I'm a psychic. I've had these terrible visions about he's going to kill <laughs> another woman. He falls down and has a fit, essentially. Yes. And is carrying on about, like, rivers of blood. And they're running to this house. And it's this brook. And it's running. And I see these things, you know, and he comes out of it. Right. And he's like, you know, I, I see it. And I could take you there. And Aberlene's like, you know what? I've got like 
four or five bodies at this point. What else have I got to lose? <laughs> exactly. Let's do this shit, I guess. Come on. So yeah. they go and they go to his house. And of course, his wife is there and she's like, no, you can't come in. Think, what the hell? And Gull's like, yeah. no, bring him in. You know, it's it's fine. And that's when they're like, and he's like, I, you know, I mean, okay, this sounds really dumb. But like this psychic, <laughs> he thinks that maybe you're like murdering these girls. You're like, what do you think about what this? You, and he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. It just comes right out with you it. You know, and like I said, this that is the beginning of the end for poor William Gull. <laughs> well, poor is a very strong I word. Mean, Delusional Dr. Gull. You know, yes, for Dr. Gull. And this is when um, the Freemasons, who are like, he he did fucking what? Yeah, um, what did he do? He confessed. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god. He's not going to keep his mouth shut. He's going to tell everyone. Right, sever immediately. What we did. And they're like, all right, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have our own little Mason trial for him, okay? Yeah. And then we'll take care of it. So they have a little Mason trial, and he, like, goes off, and he's like, none of you are my peers. You're my best yeah. design. I'm the greatest Mason. Yeah, yeah and they're like, all right, dude. You- Jehoshaphat himself <laughs> spoke to me. His name's not Jehoshaphat. I, I know. I know. Um, but I'm just saying. But, yeah, that's when they, uh, they institutionalize him, and they pin it on this man named Montague Drewitt. Yes. Who was an actual suspect in the Ripper murders. He was an assistant schoolmaster at a boys' boarding school. Uh, he mm-hmm. was studying to become a barrister. He lost his post at school. IRL, we're not sure why. In the comic, it's because he maybe made a pass at one of the boys. Yeah, he did a little bit of... Uh, and they're like, well... Upper crust British nonsense. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we'll just pin it on this dude. What'll happen is we'll just get him to kill himself, right? <laughs> so, you know, they get him. He goes to this party that's hosted by Oscar Wilde. Yeah. They get to all the cameos here in a second, too. Yes. They're pretty great. There's so many. There's so many cameos. Um, but yeah, he goes to this party. He's not really feeling it. And they're like, well, hey, you know, he has, I think it was a dude that he was rooming with. He's yeah. a mason. And right. we'll just get him to help out so the dude like pretty much takes him out he's like look you know after he gets fired and he's like look it's not the end of the world let's go drink it'll be fun it'll be fine look you know stiff upper lip and all that right drugs his drink takes him out then like the cops come and they're like all right we got it from here the one guy has a mason ring yeah (laughs) they put bricks in his pocket Mm -hmm. toss him into the thames yeah and then when he gets fished out later the report is, you know, oh, well, we found bricks in his pocket. No, just put down stones. But there's bricks. Yeah, you know what? Don't worry. Don't worry your pretty little head about the little... Look, this dude totally just killed himself. He totally just well, do- did it. He was it. not thrown bodily into this river. <laughs> right. I know what you might think, but no. He clearly was like, I'm going to put these bricks in my pocket and just throw myself yep. into the river. So he kind of becomes the scapegoat. Because yeah. his suicide does roughly coincide with the end of the Ripper murders. Because they're like, you know, that's the only way we can get away with this is they stop. Well, there has to be a reason why it stops. 
Right, Here's exactly. Well, it has to be public. Yeah, exactly. And, and the public, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, so overcome by what he's done. Yeah, he's decided to kill himself. did himself at. It's the end. Yeah. There we go. Oh, hey, isn't that just nice and neat for everyone yeah. involved? With, with, yeah, with Gull in the insanitarium. Yeah, so, yeah, so Gull's in the asylum. And this is where it just gets really just bonkers. Yeah. Weird. Um, so as, like, this lady orderly is, like, doing a dude. And I'm like, yeah. in this gross-ass Victorian asylum, really. Well, uh, look, it's it's a gross-ass Victorian asylum. What did you think was going to happen? I get... You should have... Yeah, you should you should know by I now. guess I... Damn it, Victorians! <laughs> I... Um, but yes, this is where we get uh, Gull witnessing the the birth of the 20th century because this was his thing yes. that he will through this these ritual murders. Right, he will bring about the birth of the one tw- the glorious like ascendance of man over of women of the 20th century, and he sees it, and it is terrible to behold. Yes, um, he sees the rise of uh, serial killers who come after him. Yes. I had to look up these dudes, too, and I was like, oh, the Yorkshire Ripper. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Otherwise known as Little Jack Ripper. Yeah, <laughs> Jack, Jack Jr. Um, yes. You know, we see, you know, they allude to World War One, World War Two, mm-hmm. all the atrocities that are coming. And he's just, he is, he's like, going through time and space he's just like a floating head yes it's real creepy i don't like it at all uh, well his face is drawn really creepy yeah uh, like one of the actually just to to kind of derail no, a little no, bit do it. one of the uh things where he's going to kill the final prostitute mm-hmm. and he looks in a window and he sees a dude oh yeah who's like in his 20th century apartment with like a little television and he's just like looking in the window and he looks out and he sees Jack the Ripper looking in. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. was um Yeah. And then actually with with the last girl, with Mary Jane Kelly, um yeah. when he is in the room, like butchering this poor woman. Yes. He looks up and he's in an office building. Yes. With a bunch of office work I mean, modern times, I mean this was the late eighties, early nineties that this was published. Yeah. So, yeah, there's people on, like, their portable phones, there's computers, you know, women in, like, their 90s, like, short skirts. Yeah. And he's just like, what the hell? Yeah, and he's just like, what is happening? Yes. I, yeah, I mean, so that's, that's actually really, I really like that they did that. Like, his, his yeah. weird, like, because there's another moment, too, where, like, he goes outside, and it's not, like, Victorian London. Right, it's, it's, like, modern, modern London, London that yeah. he sees. Um. So, yeah, as he's drifting through time and space and there's some really neat, like, repetition of scenes and themes and quotes yeah. that you had seen earlier in the book come back. And it's the whole, you know, what is the fourth dimension and all of this. And then he finally, he he, di- he, he dead. Yes. He died. Thomas Mason was his pseudonym. Because isn't that just hilarious? Ha huh? Yes, of course, the Masons will be like, well, we do have to at least, like, spit on his legacy. You know, like, we have to give him a name. Like, oh, we'll just call him Mason. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, good one, James. (laughs) 
good voice. <laughs> Such a terrible jowly voice. That's, I'm, I'm really good at that one. <laughs> you really are. Yeah, I would make a very a very good British man. I, I think so. Yes. So, yeah, so the story kind of wrapped. Well, it's book-ended with, yes. um, with Aberline and Lees in, gosh, the 1920s. Right. I think it is. They're, again, it starts out with them. They're walking along the beach. They are old men at this point. Yes. And it's the, you know, it's the autumn and it's pretty much like this time of year always makes me think of, you know, well, you know, and yes, <laughs> that's when they start to talk about it. It's like, oh, you know, my, and Aberlene's like, yeah, well, might as well get back to the house that Jack built. Yeah. Because, of course, um, their silence was bought. Um, you know, Aberlene, once he, fe- <laughs> you know, okay, so yeah, once they get the confession from Gull, and he's like, yes, I did it. And they're like, oh. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, case solved, I guess. So, you know, they have to go back. And, you know, they immediately, you know, Aberlene immediately goes to superiors. And they're like, we know who did it. We have a confession. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> you can't use it though because here's what's going to happen you're not going to do anything you're going to keep your mouth shut and you're going to get a really nice pension right because like no you can't like we, we can't arrest the queen's surgeon yeah that's not possible for us to also do. literally we knew what was happening because he came in and fucking told us <laughs> not to interfere until he was done. Right. And by the way, yeah, the chief got the letter from the queen after the first murder. Yeah. And she was like, look, I know this is this this guy's crazy, but but he's doing yeah. the queen's yeah, work. Yeah, her, her letter, which was like, oh, chief, you know, we press upon you to stop these most gruesome murders. Yes, and it's, like, and it's like, but there was only, there was only the one, though. In one. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, I mean, that becomes, like, this whole cross to bear of right. know who did it, and we can't do cannot anything do. about cannot it. Cannot do. And then, of course, it's, like, a year later, poor Aberlene is still in Whitechapel. At this point, he's, and I learned about this, investigating, um... Cleveland Street. Cleveland right. Street scandal, which was this huge scandal at, back in the day um, of a male prostitution ring, essentially. It was a, a whorehouse being run. Um, all the prostitutes named, like, super, super important dudes. Supposedly yeah. Prince Eddie got named in that. And they're oh. like, look, we already have, like, the one made-up conspiracy where he knocked up a shop girl. We can't have yeah. another one where he's banging boys. Yes, right. But during the course of that, and he's like, all right, this bullshit investigation, I'm on it because I kept my mouth shut the once. Right. They know I'm going to keep my mouth shut again. This sucks. He goes to the candy store, you know, to get candy and whatever. Right. And the dude starts, you know, the guy behind the counter starts talking to him and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, there's been like a lot of excitement around here. And he's like, oh, yeah, like the people. He's like, oh, have you seen like the guy's 
come in. And he's like, oh, everyone knows what that's about. Oh, I've seen Prince Albert here. And he's like, oh, have right. you? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, he was here like a couple of years ago. There was a whole thing with the with the girl that worked here and she had a baby. And he's like, oh, <laughs> as like the pieces just finally like fully click into yep. place. Yep, exactly. Like Tetris. Yeah, and he realizes finally why Gaul did what he did. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god, it all goes back to Prince Eddie yes. and this girl and this baby. And he's just like, oh my god. Now, of course, too, um, in, in this conspiracy, the right. last girl wasn't actually who they thought she was. Maybe. Yeah, they they killed a, a one of she had several girls in her yeah. like a, in her I almost said a part. Well, I guess it was, was kind her, of an apartment. Her, her room that she had. Her room, yeah. And so she was out and then it turned out to be another girl that was slain in her place, although, you know, that being what it was, Gull didn't exactly have pictures of these properties. Yeah, and he just, you know, was like, well, this is like where she lives. Let me steal this key. Um Yeah. So yeah, so she actually gets away. Um and yeah, and part of what breeds into the conspiracy is supposedly like the landlord's wife saw her after the fact. And Aberline's right. like, it's impossible she was dead. Like she had been yeah. dead for like six hours. You did not see her. Right. Um, but yeah, she takes the baby and fucks off back to Ireland. Yeah. And she has more daughters. And actually she sees uh, Gull's horrible f- floating head. Yes. And yeah, yes, she, she's like, you know, get out of here. Go back to hell. Yes. And he's like, okay. He's like, I guess. And he, he goes away. Um, yeah, kind of making fun. Oh, my God. But it was so good. Yeah. I so mean, good. there is. Well, you know, I mean, we, we are a comedy podcast. We do talk it's about. True, and I do have material. a ten- tendency to make fun of things that I really, really like. That that Yes, you do. Also, I mean, this is a really gruesome I'm, I'm sorry yes yes we do we do we do um because i was thinking about this earlier too like okay comparing it to like torso which yeah. is another true crime comic black, and like kind of self-published yeah, too right black, black and white yeah. self-published about a tenth of the length yes <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, we're torso, which also dealt with very gruesome murders, mm-hmm. but you never saw it. Um, yeah, from hell, from hell shows you in detail. It shows you in great detail. Like, yes. especially, I mean, I'll slap an Emily warning on this. If, like, that makes you squeamish, you should probably not read this comic for. Oh, this is the perfect time to tell you my Alan Moore story. Oh, hey, do it. I love the story. So one of the things that I heard, um, it was, I believe... Uh, a conversation that Neil Gaiman was having with someone. Um, speaking of squeamish, um, Alan Moore doesn't like Neil Gaiman very much. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. And the reason why is because he thinks Neil Gaiman doesn't have a strong stomach. He doesn't have a strong enough stomach for writing. <laughs> and so basically the the genesis of all this was that he was going to meet Alan Moore at a pub. And Alan Moore at the time was like thinking and, and writing from hell. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this tiny little pub and, you know, Alan Moore is already there. He's already eating like a very rare steak. Mm-hmm. Right. And like Neil Gaiman sits down and he's like, oh, I want to run a few things past you, mate. You know, and he 
he starts to talk and he starts to describe in detail the murder scene mm-hmm. that he has planned for the the last a, prostitute. A Mary Jane, yeah, which is yeah. The, BT dubs the most gruesome of all. Murders. Yes, very very gruesome. And he's like cutting this steak apart Cut out. and like eating pieces of it while he's talking with like the blood and like juices of me dribbling down his mouth and into his beard. And like Neil Gaiman gets so queasy and he's like, excuse me, I have to go to the toilet. And he gets up and as he's leaving, Alan Moore's like, there he goes. Sissy pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. And yeah, I mean, Alan Moore, you massive troll. Yeah. I mean, you know, Alan Moore is a very singular sort of dude. Like he really is. You know, it, it, he doesn't he doesn't give a shit if you like him or not. No. You know, and it's like you know, I just think that's a that's a really good because the book is so gruesome. Like <laughs> Torso doesn't really show you all that much. No, no. You know, it's it's like a horror movie. You know, but like from Hell is like you get it full on. You know, dissection yeah. and you know, I mean. Just, and a lot of it is, it, it did get kind of queasy for me to read. Like, when you look at, like, the expression on Gull's face. Yeah. How he's just so vacant and, yeah. like, carefully focused on what he's especially, doing. Especially, yeah, especially with the with the last girl. Um, yeah. That was, like I said, I mean, in real life, like, that was the most gruesome scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, when she was discovered, they were like, there's pieces of her everywhere. Yeah, because there was he just he yeah. took her absolutely apart. Like whoever Jack Kirby yeah. actually was, right? He, he tore this poor woman to shreds, um, yeah. and they do not shy away from that. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's super. It's it, it it's a very explicit comic. Yes. So for those of you who want to keep it PG, maybe don't. Read yeah, maybe from don't. It's, it's not. It's, um, but yeah, what I think what really just makes it so great, yeah, is. He takes, okay, yes, it's th- this crazy conspiracy theory, long debunked, right. whatever. But he puts so much attention to detail. Yes. He put so much research yes. into this comic about, like, what was actually happening at the time. Yeah, the history of London, yeah, the, the, the personages in that time yeah, period. Uh, I mean, yeah. we get all these people that intersect with this story who are, like, major players in late 1880s London, England. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One of the first ones that we meet is Elephant Man. Yeah. The Elephant Man. Yes. Um, Dr. Gull. Not, not the rapper Elephant Man. <laughs> the actual Elephant Man. Um, Dr. Gull meets him because he's yeah. friends with one of Gull's doctor friends. And he sits with him and he talks with him. And I was telling Mike earlier, I'm like, this is actually one of the most poignant, most heartbreaking scenes yeah it is it's super so sad. you know he's talking you know when he first sees him and he's like well my god you're one of the most hideous men i've ever seen you know yeah i well gull tends not to mince words but he just merrick goes right into it i mean he accepts that because he's like well i'm so used to people like screaming and yeah and like running away from me and that yeah. he doesn't he's just like oh you know do you mind you know may i come in may i speak with you oh may i take some measurements and right. he does and they're talking and you have to like really read merrick's dialect because of course his disfigurement i mean it slurred his speech it made it right exactly really hard mm-hmm. to understand and they're talking about you know 
the name the elephant man and he's like you know oh you know it, maybe it's not as cruel as you think and he's like oh have you heard about you know in india they worship this god ganesha who has you know yeah. this elephant head and he's like oh if you were to go to india my friend you know yeah, you would be worshipped as his avatar yeah, yeah you worshipped as a god and he's like oh well you know i have other appointments i must go you know i'll come calling again you know and it's yes. so sad because it leaves Merrick alone in his room. He has his little room that right. he lives in. There's like a three-panel pause. Yeah, there's a three-panel yeah. beat of him just sitting there. And then on the last one, it's him just saying, worshipped. Yeah. And super sad. I just, <laughs> yeah, the heartbreak of that, of that, if he, it was maybe another time, another place. Right. I guess maybe that also feeds into the overarching theme of times and places. Right. Um, that, yeah, he wouldn't be this monstrosity or this freak yeah. living on the absolute be, outskirts right. of society. He would be totally embraced. Yeah. I don't know. And then, of course, Gull takes his first victim and kills her, like, while he's... Merrick's outside. Um, it's at night. Right. He's got a bag over his head. Right. But he's picking flowers. And Gull's in the carriage with uh, Mary Ann Nichols. And he's like, you know, do you see him? Do you see good? And he's strangling her to death. Yes. I'm like, oh my god, Gull, please leave Mary alone. Yeah. He didn't yeah. ask for any of this. It's it's it is very true. Um, um Oh, because they thought, okay, we get um Oh, Buffalo Bill. Yes, we do get it's, Buffalo Bill. But unfortunately he gets Mexico Joe. It's Mexico Joe because Buffalo Bill had left. Because they at first they're like, well, because yeah, Aberly goes to talk to him and he's like, well, we think one of your Indians did it because no English man, right, could be so savage. Yeah. And yeah, and one of the goes goes over about as well as you think. Expect as the performers are like, yeah, you know what, fuck you, pal. Yeah. No. Um, I get like you know much later on, you know, we do we see Oscar Wilde. Um. Like I said, you get, you know, Monty Druid, you get Frank Miles, yep. who mm -hmm. is an artist, maybe Oscar Wilde's lover at the time. He was also a Ripper suspect. Oh, jeez. Like, finding, like, all these, like, sus, I'm like, God, people thought everyone did this, goddamn. Well, I mean, that was the thing. Like, you had no positive way to, like, there's, <laughs> if one of the women fought the Ripper and, like, cut him and his blood was all over the scene, there was no well, yeah, way. Yeah, no, that I mean, literally the only way you, know. you do is, yeah, if you beat a confession out of someone right or saw him murdering someone and then caught him. yeah like there was really no. not all and especially in that time period where you know it's just like this crazily packed urban maze mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and you know how the hell would you figure anything out? they needed the sandman to help them but he wasn't it's, there it's, no. I'm, I'm sorry that wesley dodds wasn't there for you guys wesley dodds would have cracked that case he would have cracked it wide cracked it open. wide open man wide open yeah. Because it would have been it would have been another trade. It was like the night of the Ripper when he shoots him with a gas gun. Oh my God. Wesley, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my God. Um. Yeah. Oh God. I have like all these names right. Oh, Walter Sickert, who was an artist yes. who was friends with Prince Eddie. Right. He was theorizing he was involved with the Ripper murders. Um. You had Albert's tutor, uh, James Kenneth Stephan who's actually a cousin to Virginia Woolf. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. You know, he's kind of involved, and it's a little shit. It's like, oh, my God, all these people. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's it was that sort of like the brutality of those yeah. murders definitely shocked. And like, it, you know, the papers did not help no, when it no. when it came to, you know, just like downplaying like, listen, we're going to catch him. You know, the papers were just like, no, oh, murder, bloody murder, you know, yeah, like so. Because, yeah, because um, yeah, I was thinking, too, the other day, I'm like, I can see why, even though, like I keep saying, this theory has been long since debunked. Yeah. Serious scholars do not. They're like, no, guys, this isn't what happened. I can yeah. see the attraction of it. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. So there's so many coincidences. It's it, it's very much like um like a modern conspiracy theory website. How it's like you can take a little MS Paint red circle mm-hmm. and just run with it, mm-hmm. and it becomes this like man. I wish this was there's true. Enough there was a secret moon base of like a kernel of maybe truth at the center of it. Yes, and this is just so much more exciting. And it's so much easier, I think, maybe to embrace right. than the thought of. It's no, it was just some. It was guy. just some yeah. dude. He was a serial killer. He was probably living in Whitechapel. Yeah, these are probably not his only victims. And they stopped because he either died, or right. was, or just stopped, or he for whatever you reason. know he he died. Or he was put in prison for something completely unrelated. Yeah. That's nowhere near as, like, overblown and romantic, honestly. As yeah, exactly. the Queen's personal surgeon, you know, yes. to cover up, you know, an illicit affair. Right. He kills these girls to keep the secret from, you know sullying the throne also there's freemasons i mean yes also there's freemasons and and jehoshaphat <laughs> yes i mean yeah that's that has much more appeal than like no it was just probably this gross ass yeah. serial killer or white chap no i mean absolutely you know i mean whenever there's serial killers like we as as a culture i think we we tend to like try to see with meaning where there is none yeah. You know, like in like in Torso, how it's like, oh, you know, the the son of the, you know, it's like, it, it it's very easy to assume that. Yeah, that there is like this deeper meaning behind these right. horrible acts, and it's like, no, yeah, there it, is no deeper meaning. It's yeah, it's just a guy who that's that's what he has to do, and he did. Yeah, it. this just just a dude. Yeah. And he killed ladies and he killed prostitutes because they were really easy targets. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But I mean, so, the pentagram and yeah, Cleopatra's it's, it's needle and by MS Paint lines on this map let and me show you the chemtrails and <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, but who else but Alan Moore would would make such a fantastic tale? It's it's true, and like I said, I mean, you could tell very much what are the Alan Moore injections, and it's pretty much oh, yeah. Gull's insanity. Yes, is his personal flourish on this? Right, exactly. But it's but, so great. But my oh my, what a yeah, flourish! I mean, it's brilliant. You have to really like if if you didn't know who Alan Moore was. Mm-hmm. From Hell tells you a lot about Alan Moore, how dogged of a writer he is. Yes, yes. Like, he, there is no such thing to Alan Moore as an undeveloped character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he develops the fucking shit out of everything. It's, like, no, it's, it's what I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah. no, it's 100% true. Even, even our incidental characters, 
Yes. Um, like characters, quote unquote, because these actual historical figures. But right. you get such a sense of who they all are from Elephant Man to Druid and yes. Miles. Yes. Who, I mean, Druid and Miles show up like at the very end, like when they're looking yeah, for and they're, and they're not in for very no, long, right? Like, you get an immediate sense of who they are. Right. Yeah, I, hats, fancy hats off. Cheers, good job. I mean, to be perfectly honest, yeah. and again, like, there's just like so many great themes and ideas yes. in this book. Absolutely, I'm like you yes. could do like an actual like book club with like I. You really this could. Is, like, I mean, if people are like, oh, comics are just frozen or just people going pow and zap i'd be like All and right. it's like fuck you read from I'd hell smash it in yeah. the face with 600 pages of from hell I'm like read this yes, read this punk <laughs> read this mate um, <laughs> what you want mate i mean but there is like an actual i think very in-depth very high-minded very intellectual discussion that could be had yes it's, no, i'm not gonna have it no, no. Well, th- this is Opal City Radio. We don't have those on we here. We don't. But I mean, there, there is. There's a lot to take in and process, and there's a lot yeah. to think about. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, guys. Since our mailbag is is empty, why don't you start a From Hell book club and get back to do us? it? Tell tell us what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Because also, you guys should be reading all every single one of these comics that we talk about. <laughs> Crime Month has been amazing. This has been the best month. I mean, this is obviously our second month of Crime Month, but... Yes. It's... Whatever. Hey, but... But there's so much more there crime really to are. cover. I mean, I'm skimming the... So many crimes. Um, but yeah, um... So... This has been Opal City Radio. My name is Mike Sanders. With me, of course, is, is Emily, your co-host. Yes. Um, we are We are equals... We are not there. One of us is not above the other because we forever vie for supremacy. Yes. Good. Um, you can get in contact with us at opalcityradio at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to opalcityradio.blogspot.com. That's kind of where you can stream our podcast. But if you are so uh, enamored of technology, you can actually subscribe on iTunes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, totally. Hell good. yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, you can go on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on the Twitter sphere. We are. Yes. Write to me and, uh, about From Hell on Twitter. Indeed. We could talk about indeed. how good it is. Yeah, we could, we could have our own little book club. A little, yeah, limited character book club. Yes. <laughs> it's only three people, but <laughs> strong three people. Um, yeah, so uh, that is it from us this week, guys. We will be back with more crime next week. Yes. Bye. Bye, guys. Production of Opal City Radio, now ending its broadcast day.